Hello, folks, and welcome to The Green Machine. Nick here, filling in as your host today in place of David. I'm joined with Martin to uh, to kick off what's a very, very exciting international month. A very, very exciting September. So we're going to start off by previewing Ireland's crunch game, the women national team. So they're playing Finland tonight. And of course, we, we've a lot of stuff coming up over the next few weeks. Of course, the men's national team in Nations League action and the under-21s are taking on Israel in their European Championship playoff. Martin, great to be joined by you tonight. We're kicking off an excellent month, really, isn't it? And this is a pretty big one to start off on. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, you know, as you said, it's a very busy month coming up and there's going to be lots of interest, lots of focus on the men's uh, teams, rightly so, uh, especially the under-21s. Good opportunity for them in the playoff. But no, um, we've had a summer of the European Championship. I'm based in London and we've had the victorious Lionesses and now it's a chance for our girls in green to shine. And I'm really looking forward to this. I think it's a great opportunity for them to seal this kind of elusive playoff spot. Um, but then a bit of research, Nick, on on how complicated that is, because yeah. I think for many of us who don't perhaps follow the women's football too much, you know, we probably think when you hear that it's a playoff opportunity, we're probably thinking, oh, it's brilliant. If they win, they're secured the playoff. It will be a, over two legs and then they're through. That's far from the case, sadly, for the women's team. This Europe, this World Cup qualification for, I think it's in Australia next year, yeah. um, is quite compl- complex. But that's why these two upcoming games against Finland and then Slovakia are, are massive because um, it's all dependent on rankings and, and performances and things like that. So, yeah, but I'm really looking forward to it. You know, it's, it's a sellout game. Um, is what the FAI are telling us. Now, yeah. I know you're a bit of a doubter, Nick, on the FAI and their numbers. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, yeah, now going on the men's game, we were saying off air, I think it was one of the games in March. Don't know if it was Lithuania or Belgium, but I was kind of looking up at the, the premium section and some of the upper the upper tiers and um, I was kind of thinking, now look, uh, it's only a guesstimate, isn't it? And I said, oh, Jesus, we're, we're pushing 30 and um, <laughs> they were they were making out as always a sellout, but um. But no, I mean, it's, I mean, what's Tala? 10,000? 10,000, yeah. And yeah. I mean, they, they, they and there, will... there's momentum, isn't there? There's momentum for ticket sales for the for the women's game after there the Euros. Now. I mean, to be fair, the FAI have kind of handed out 2,000 free tickets to the games, uh, to yeah. kids and stuff. And they've been, I think it's been a fantastic publicity drive. As you know, I've been holidaying in Ireland recently. Um, and when I was at the AGM um, up in Dublin for, for Crisk, which we'll obviously chat about in the future, um, I remember like seeing a, a Dublin bus go past without believe on the side of it, which is fantastic profile for the women's game. Um, you know, it was advertising these games coming up. But yeah, 10,000 capacity. The, I think the capacity, the record of an attendance was over 5,500 before. Yeah, They've got yeah. to smash that. Um, they've had a, they've had a sellout of tickets basically, um, and it's fantastic because in the past it did used to be these games used to be part of the season ticket package, so that you were getting a free ticket basically. Yeah. And what they've done very well, I think, um, you know, they they priced them at a very reasonable amount, or so it's ten euro I think for the games. Obviously, given some free tickets away, which I, I fully endorse because I think you want to fill the stadiums. Um, you know, they're, they're, if you get 2,000 kids there, they're all going to want a program or sweets and crisps and drinks and stuff. So they're going to make money on that anyway. Um, and it's better for the girls to play in a, in a full capacity stadium or as much as they can do. Um, you'll remember, Nick, I spoke to Claire Shine recently and yeah. a wonderful interview with her. And I spoke to her and asked her her thoughts on whether we should be, you know, driving this kind of momentum behind 
and goodwill behind women's football and trying to push games into the Viva to try and sell them out. And realistically, the girls don't want that. They get asked that in every press conference. I know I asked the question of Claire Shine, but, um, you know, they want to play in a, is much, they think Teller's their home. They, they know the capacity is 10,000. They'd rather play in front of 8,000 at Teller and have it absolutely rocking, which I think it will be, rather than having 8,000 in in the Aviva. Um, you know, Katie McKay's been quite open on this. She's spoken and said, you know, that she's she's quite happy to play at the Aviva one day. That's the dream, basically. Um, that, you know, and, and possibly if you brought England there and the USA, you would be able to fill it or half fill it, I suppose. Um, but, you know, these games are really, really important. And I think yeah. it's all set for a fantastic game and hopefully they'll they'll do the job and, and secure qualification yeah and it's not too straightforward is it i mean just to kind of paint the picture of the the table at the moment i mean i'm, I'm sure a lot of people listening they're probably tuning in because they, they do have an interest in the women's game and they're very aware of the situation but um ireland are second in the group at the moment sweden sweden have qualified essentially you know they're on 19 points ireland's is second and 11th uh, sorry second with 11 points and finland are third and te- with uh, 10 points so if we win, we're essentially through to the playoffs. As you mentioned, Martin, we'll go through in a few minutes. It is quite a complicated process in terms of seedings and in terms of the games. Um, if Finland win uh, tonight in Tala, we still have a chance to qualify because they're going to play Sweden on the, um, I think it's on the 6th of September, the same night that we play Slovakia. Now, we did struggle against Slovakia, so, so that's another hurdle that we have to get over. Um, but Finland, I mean, this is a team that we've we've beaten. You know, we we, we did beat them last year, two uh, one, um, in Helsinki. Um, and funnily enough, it was in the Olympic Stadium in Helsinki. So you know, they were they were playing in their national stadium just to just to kind of throw that in. But I mean, if if anyone remembers, I mean, it it's um it was a huge win. I mean, Megan Connolly kind of opening the scoring there, Denise O'Sullivan scoring the winner, um, another player who's on who's in really really good form. So. A win tomorrow makes it a lot more comfortable. If not, it kind of drags on to um to the sixth. And as I said, that Slovakia side, they're 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 completely out of contention. So, you know, we'll have to we'll have to see how that goes. But this Finland team, Martin, I mean, they they played at the Euros. I mean, the two of us were watching the Euros. They they lost three out of three, but like they're they're not a bad outfit. They've a new manager. Uh their 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 manager at the Euros was um, you know, was sacked out. What she wasn't sacked, it was mutually consented out the door, mm-hmm. let's say. And the under 17s manager has has taken over since. So possibly a fresh approach, a must-win game for them. The, the Ireland have Ireland have a lot more to lose, in my opinion. You know, I think because I mean, if if we lose, the pressure's on really. If 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 Finland have a have a stab at that, you know, they've they've a fair or they have um they've a free hit really at Sweden. So it's um yeah, it's complicated, but I mean we have to fancy our chances, don't we? We we do, because I think you know, you know, we're we're with worst case scenario, if it's still in our own, if it, it was a draw, for example, it's still in our own hands. We, we fancy ourselves to, you know, and it's probably unlikely that they're going to win Sweden when yeah. it's kind of dead rubber for Sweden, basically. But, you know, we'd like to get the job done, basically. And I think we will, I think we'll do so. I think the girls are in great form. Vera Powell's very, very positive about it. I think the fans will have an incredible part to play. Um, yeah. And that really is massively important for Irish teams. Again, um, you know, Stephen Kenny, we've heard him speak a lot about the importance of the fans and how they galvanise the team and get behind them. And, and that's where we are unique, I think. Um, and I'm just I'm, like, you know, we've got some really, really good players and some great talent in the women's team, um, which I'm looking forward to seeing as well. And, and it's a big opportunity for them. You know, Vera Powell hasn't been on beyond kind of reproach of criticism. She had seven games in a row where we didn't win. Um, they had a unfortunate campaign 
campaigns previously where they struggled to qualify. Yeah. Massive disappointments. So now, like, like, like even sorry, sorry to interrupt you, mm. Martin, but I mean, if you think of the last campaign, I mean, that loss to to Ukraine. I mean, that yeah. Anya Gorman, who's who's a who's a brilliant player and a brilliant. She's actually becoming one of my favorite pundits at the moment. She's just great crack. Like, let's go for a few points with Anya. <laughs> oh, but but um, but I mean, like, huge learning curve from that, wasn't it? Because I mean, that Ukrainian team was really, really poor. Like, they they should have put them away. Yeah. And I think I think they went on to play the North, and the North absolutely hammered them and got to the Euros. And and we just hammered the North a couple of years previous. Like, so yeah. I mean, we've learned a huge amount from that. I mean, a lot of those losses there against very very strong teams and. I, I know this is kind of a weird com- comparison, but if you think back to Gus Hiddink in 2002 with South Korea, he he got them to play top, top nations in the lead up to the World Cup to condition them, you know, to, to, yeah. to get them up to, up to speed and up to scratch. You can kind of say Vera Powell's done something very, very similar. I mean, a couple of, you know, I mean, her record was was horrendous, but I mean, the context was really, really key there, wasn't it? Because, I mean, they were playing top, top nations and they were, you know, they, they weren't exactly getting hammered or anything. They were just kind of losing out, but they were, they were getting conditioned and, even that Finnish team, I mean, they've gone to the Euros, I think, the, the last four or five Euros consecutively. They haven't gone to a World Cup as far as I know, but they they, they really consistently qualify for the Euros. And, and to beat them away in Helsinki, as I said, in the National Stadium, in the Olympic Stadium, um, it shows that we've come on. Even that Sweden game, we were very unlucky. Yeah. That was an own goal, wasn't it, Louise Quinn? So, yeah. um, you know, so so all of that disappointment and all of that kind of slow process and slow building, because I think Pau's there three years now. It's 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 mm. really it's 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 really led to to this moment, hasn't it? And and I mean, all of those disappointments are probably going to hopefully lead to a successful campaign or at least securing that playoff. Yeah, because that's just going to keep the momentum going. If we do secure the playoff, we're going to have more games and stuff. It's going to get more and more build. Um, you know, the support behind the women's team. The fact we're even having this podcast, Nick, is incredible because, you know, I never really used to focus on the women's team years ago. I'm actually now reading more about the past exploits of like Sue Ronan and, you know, Emma Byrne, looking back at what they achieved and I'm actually like battled against, basically. My interest has been piqued, I think, from the success of England, their profiles raised. You know, as I said, I went on holiday in order, all the top in all the magazines, I was going to nearly said top shelf magazines. <laughs> in all the magazines, in all, yeah, in all the ones I was reading that out. That's but, one way uh, to get. That's one way to get cancelled, Martin. <laughs> oh yeah, but I think like even Hello and Grazia and all these like women's magazines over here yeah. in England are all featuring profiles with um with the successful lionesses. And you know, I even seen you know friends of mine over here who are Arsenal fans, and even Declan was is a QPR fan, as you know, Declan Finnegan. Yeah. You know, all of those players with any links to them clubs have been doing kind of been presented on the pitches and going around with their medals. I've seen some amazing photos of friends I know, um, their kids, their young daughters who are young aspiring footballers, um, having photos with the medals around their necks and stuff. And I just think it it's in complete contrast to I think how it would be if if the men's team won. Like, you know, you wouldn't get near them and things like that. So I think there's an innocence to it. And I love it. I think the fact that Katie uh, McCabe can be, you know, met at a Arsenal game, I've seen her fantastic. It's, it's something my kids want to do. Um, you know, meeting their heroes and you know, for young girls, that's just so important now. Um and, and I've just I'm amazed really at the kind of momentum we've got behind the team now and what Vera Powell's done incredible job like you said she challenged those girls that we need to be better you know they've been playing games against the boys teams men's teams to kind of show what we need to do you know she she's challenged that they don't 
they don't have a lot of time with them in camp and that's been changed. Yeah. Incredible support. I must give a shout out. Like, you know, the FAI have done a great deal getting Sky Island involved. There's been some absolutely brilliant content on that. I've seen the clip today actually on LinkedIn, which I never really go on, but it was from Sky, um, Sky Island and it's got like Roy Keane and Niall Quinn talking about, you know, the importance of your teammates and, and making progress in the game and where Ireland came from and linking it to the Irish team and there's been some amazing articles as well that I've read recently and and you know you just got to remember where they've come from um you know we've we've heard a lot over here in England about where the English lionesses have come from and seen during the Euros all these amazing things but you know the Irish girls have been even set further back from that in time and now we're getting going and I think it's, it's absolutely fantastic for the future um like I said when I was over I was very fortunate as well was I went to Stonyford to an FAI training uh, kids training camp the soccer school thing my son went in that key and um, I'll give him a shout out because you won't let him back on the podcast Nick um, he's banned he's cancelled yeah cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know we went there and we, it, was, it was absolutely brilliant for him I had arranged for a mutual friend to kind of try and meet up with Ella Malloy who's only a very young girl there she's yeah. she's been brought she's had five caps for Ireland Apps, 16 goals of Wexford youth ladies this year already from midfield. Incredible player. I give her a shout out regularly to it, but we were hoping to meet up and we managed to meet up with her at this camp just by chance, basically. But absolutely lovely girl, very grounded. You know, explain, I was having a chat with her, are you hopefully getting in the squad and things like that? She said, you know, she she missed out the last time with um, her leaving search she was doing. I had another chat as well with um, Orla Conlon, who was one of the coaches there as well. She's an underage player at... Um, with um, Wexford Youths as well. And just we basically chatting about Ellen then and how, how inspirational she's finding her and stuff. And we're just chatting about the women's game in general. And it was just fascinating chatting to them because just grounded. They love seeing what the Lionesses did, even though they, you know, we consider England rivals in the, the men's game. But it's, it's just raising the profile. It's closer to home, though. I mean, uh, and we it kind is. of say this. And I mean, Katie McCabe, wasn't she on off the ball a couple of weeks ago? And they said, were you supporting England? You know, and she said, well, yeah. of course I was. You know, she said, yeah, my yeah. teammate, my teammates are playing. And I mean, yeah. as I said, because like if uh, not in a bad way, but but the reality is, you know, if if Germany won or Sweden won, yeah, I mean, the fact that the that that England got to the final would have would have had some kind of impact. But the fact, I know we're rivals and all that, but because it is close to home, it is going to have a bigger impact. And I mean, a lot of a lot of girls here, and um, a lot of guys as well who who do follow kind of the women's Premier League, the women's Super League, rather. Mm. I mean, those players are probably names that they're very familiar with. You know, and and there's a lot, a lot of um, a lot of the girls playing in the Super League that we're very familiar with. And I mean, if you look at the quality of that squad, Mark, I mean, if you think back to, you know, kind of the Noel King's tenure and you would have had the likes of Emma, Emma Byrne and you would have had like Yvonne Tracy, who was playing in that great Arsenal team. Like this team is definitely up there. I mean, the, I always feel and I know like I know we kind of take the piss out of Noel a bit, don't we? And and he's still quite a quite a prominent figure in, in women's football. But I can't help but feel like that. That was a golden generation in its own right. And th- they missed the boat and there's so much regret there. Like Emma Byrne should have played at a major tournament. She was that, that bloody good. Yeah. Like, you know, probably, probably, probably the best keeper in the world at one stage. If you look at the squad now, I mean, some of, some of the players we have, I mean, if you look at the likes of Louise Quinn, you know, Chloe Mustachi is after going over to, to, to Bristol city, you know, Ella Malloy, I mean, she's only 17 or maybe just gone 18 there. Like she's kind of, kind of a wonder kid in her own, in her own right. Yeah. Katie McKay's probably, I think probably our best ever women's player. Denise O'Sullivan is, is absolutely on fire over in the States. You know, then you've got Leanne Kiernan, um, you know, obviously need Fahey's injured, unfortunately. So it's, it's, it's something of a golden generation. Amber Barrett's another one, you know, playing over in, um, playing over in Germany. So, 
that Ukraine game, that last campaign, that that was definitely a missed opportunity. Are we in danger? You know, if if, if things don't go to plan tomorrow, if don't if things don't go plan go to plan this week? Is this golden generation, let's say, in danger of, of letting tournaments pass them by? I, I don't think so. I think we'll get a job done, but I think this is we we are in such a good place going forward as well. I mean, l- looking at the records as well, you know, Katie McCabe, sixty five caps, yeah. nineteen goals. You know, I've watched her in an FA Women's Final over here um, for Arsenal. And, you know, she's just adaptable and stuff. And that, like, that is a top-class player. I think, sadly, I think with women's football, um, the, the very top, top players, the girls, are there's a bit of a gulf between, and they could be very much on the same pitch. You know, yeah. I think the standard is very, does vary. Um, which you could argue do, does happen in some Premier League teams as well. But, yeah, you know, look, at, look, look, at, look at Liverpool Bournemouth at the weekend. <laughs> yeah. But I think even you look at like Kate McCabe, she's just adaptable. Like she could easily play up front and be the best player on the pitch and play left back and be the best player in the pitch. You know, I think she's just incredible as a as a sportswoman. And like Denise Sullivan's record, 94 caps, 17 goals. You know, we, we've got some fantastic players at this level and they're only getting better. And they've, they've had a lot of caps now. And, you know, even bringing through girls who are young and, and they're qualifying for the under-19s, we, we've got a good, healthy kind of team there as well. So uh, we, we, we really have have progressed, I think. You know, we had Colin Bell as manager for a while. Um, that I think we had a bit of a successful generation under them, but they never really got it done. And I think this is the right opportunity now. And it's probably no coincidence that we've had to kind of seek, you know, Vera Power, a Dutch influence, um, same as as the England Lionesses did, to kind of perhaps see us across the line. And I'm really hopeful um, that we get these results because I think the girls deserve it as well. And I think it's fantastic, as I said, that there's just more momentum and more support behind them. It's it's really been publicised very well in Ireland. Um, and, you know, hopeful, you know, for the for the game to go well, big crowd. And I'm really hopeful that they do get this result and then not relax because it's really important for the ranking points um, position of where they go into the playoff system, yeah, which is very yeah. kind of confusing. But um, oh, it's, I can't make a lot, a lot of, it, of work yeah. to be done. And that, that's what um, Vera Powell said. It, it, there is an awful lot of work to be done um, in this. And, and I think, you know, we're, we're not quite there yet. But I think and I think that's what we do have to kind of reflect on that we're not there yet. Um, if we do get this playoff place, it's still a long way off. Um, I think she come out with, it, was a, it reminded me of Trapattoni earlier. She come out, come out with this quote that you don't skin the bear before you've shot it or something, which is a little bit like the cat in the hat. Keep the cat in the hat, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she's grounded, but they're very, very confident, I think. And, and our reason to be so is that we got a great result in Helsinki when we didn't play very well. Yeah. And they got some really good results recently. And um, I think there's a kind of, real support behind them and I think Katie McCabe again name drop in our Claire Shine interview which I think is worth a listen Nick um you know that she's a fantastic <laughs> yeah. she's a fantastic leader yeah. of that team yeah. and she's learned an awful lot from the likes of Emma Byrne and and Nee Fahey and um they, they she will drive them on I, I think we will get the job done I'm just looking at the playoff um you know candidates there and I mean <sighs> If we look at the teams kind of around us, I mean, we're kind of ranked seventh in terms of all the, the playoffs currently. And, and obviously we have to play the game tonight and, you know, we have to play Slovakia in the, the, the following week. But I mean, some of the teams around us, I mean, just to give you an idea, like if Bosnia, you've Wales, you've Serbia, you've Scotland, some of the teams a little bit further up. Um, and again, like the rankings, as you said, it's a very, very complex kind of system that will determine those seedings. But Belgium, Switzerland, Iceland, they'd be much stronger sides. Um, 
I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, Martin. And I mean, I'm hoping that we'll be previewing a playoff in a couple of months' time. But um, yeah, it's a very tricky route, isn't it? If we're if we're to get by Finland tomorrow night or tonight, rather. <laughs> yeah, no, it is, and and, and then and, and that's why the Slovakia game is really important as well because the pressure will come if we don't get a result um, in the first game, and I, I think we will. And I, I, you know, I think she uses squad well, and and she'll she'll be very loyal, I think, and and very disciplined approach to it um and then we may see the introduction of some of our younger brighter stars and i'd love to see ellen malloy obviously get a get yeah. an opportunity she, like as i said lovely person when i met her great ambitions to come to england and or or better herself in the career but like they're sensible these girls they they know it's you know it's, it is a profession um and they've got the attributes to do it but like they're all at college and thinking of their other careers as well which you know it's great to make it as a footballer but i think um yeah she's got a head uh, firmly set there um, when I spoke to her and, and you know the, I think there are challenges obviously to go overcome in the women's game and get that promotion going and if this is just going to help if we get these results um, it would just and I hope then it just blows up and it just alright we haven't won the Euros or anything but like it's a massive step for Irish women's football if we get to the playoffs because we haven't been in one before so it, you know that's what I want people to be realistic about is that it is a huge stepping stone to future um, success, hopefully. And, and you know, it just brings us up another level. And that's what it is. You know, you think how far we have come. Um, I think it's an incredible story, really, and only going to get better. Well, it's, constant, invested in. it's constant progression. Isn't it? I mean, we said this recently as well. I mean, Vera Pau is probably one of the best FAI appointments in, in the last 10 years. You know, I think people kind of underestimate that. Yeah, I mean, look, again, I think actually the story of how she was appointed, you know, there's been a lot of stuff with Vera Pan. She's been under a lot of personal pressure herself recently, and that that did kind of worry me a little bit. Was that, was she going to step down from the role after all she's achieved? Um, but, you know, even the story of her appointment where Noel Mooney was in the job then at that time, um, and, you know, we love Noel on the Green Machine. Um, good job Dave is not on it. Um, Jesus, tonight. yeah, we, yeah, we'd be here all night if Dave was on Yeah, um, but... Um, you know, he was really keen to get her in, involved. That was a massive coup for the FAI. Um, and, and we did it. And I think we've, we're seeing the fruits now of the Labour there. But I think she's done a fantastic job. And, you know, they really do appreciate the support of women. And I'm hoping anyone in Tala tonight will get behind the girls and really um, see us across the line for this one. And then we can just relax a little bit and see us hopefully get a result against Slovakia. So I fully expect us on the back of a win to kind of beat them. And then it's, let's see what this... Um, complicated playoff uh, process draws us up with um but uh, yeah it's only going to get a bit bigger and better and best of luck to them yeah and i mean it's kind of just constant um constant momentum isn't it? i mean you had that win in finland and you had the draw with slovakia it was a little bit of a blip but then you know 11 nil against georgia <laughs> I mean, yeah i know i i know we talk about the, the kind of mismatches and that kind of thing but it's still you know still 11 goals it's still confidence it's still firing you know and then the the one i'll draw was sweden nine nil win then against against georgia so i mean you have to kind of you have to look at momentum and you have to say the confidence is there. Like um, Finland have only won once in the last year. So, I mean, that kind of, you know, that, that kind of shows the contrast of form, doesn't it? They, they, they have to be thinking of that. And it's early on the season as well. So we need to, we need to keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they've, they play slightly more football, haven't they, the Finns, you know, kind of domestically. And then um, I suppose um, kind of being in the Euros as well. But look, we, we have to kind of fancy our chances. And, you know, as you said, hopefully, hopefully we do get the job done. So, yeah, so if, if you are going to Tala, you know, let us know. Let us know what you think. You know, let us know your score predictions and so on. It's, um, you know, it's, it's. do you think it's the biggest game in Irish football, in, in women's football, 
and to date, Martin, I mean, hopefully we'll have more of those days in the next couple of months. But what do you reckon? It is now for the context of where we are. Um, definitely. Yeah, this is one we always got to be pushing forward with all our teams. And yeah, this is the one now. So and I'm hoping, you know, I just think we'll just kick on from it. We've got a fantastic captain, Kate McKay. We've got a fantastic manager. Um, we've got a lot of young underage people coming through as well. Um, seems very organised. You know, love the interaction on the social media side of it. And that's important now to raise profiles. Um, I think they've got a lot of momentum behind them. And I, I think they'll get a fantastic result. And yeah, hopefully everyone enjoys it. Yeah, fingers crossed. So 8 p.m. kickoff tomorrow. If you're said, if you're around, get down to the game. Probably won't get tickets at this stage. And I'm watching. I mean, as I said, it's it's been a great summer of women's football. It's been it's been so entertaining. It's it's really come on another level. And I think that kind of that kind of uh, crest of a wave is really going to come into Irish football and hopefully hopefully stir our girls on and hopefully brings another another couple of big nights um in the women's game here in Ireland. So we're going to leave it there. Uh, just a little reminder about our partners so kit launch um so they do 20 percent off if you're a green machine listener subscriber so all you need to do is use the promo code green machine 20 all in capitals green machine 20 and that's kit launch their website is www.kitlaunchcork.com and of course make sure to check out the green machine all of our pre uh, well, all of our back catalog of episodes including martin's fantastic interview with claire shine we also did an interview with claire ronan um, about Sue a year Ronan. ago, I'd know Sue voice. Ronan. Yeah, I, I see Ronan. Sue what, Ronan. Did I, what did I say? Claire, Claire Ronan. Claire Ronan. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of the hybrid of <laughs> the hybrid of uh, Claire Shine and Sue Ronan. Yeah, I'd know voice. Martin, do you remember for that? So you guys yeah. had to had to had to leave the amateurs to do it. So um, <laughs> as I stutter tonight, but um, yeah. So check them out, especially if if you're a follower of the women's game. Like we've we've done quite a bit of stuff, and sadly some of us slipped under the radar a bit. But that but the interview with Claire was absolutely fantastic. Um, and just also, as I said, to to like and subscribe on our different social media platforms. So we're on Instagram, we are on Facebook, and we are on Twitter. And also, you can listen to us wherever you get your your podcast, so Spotify, Apple, uh, Google. You can listen to us on our website as well. If you don't want to pay for a subscription, like Martin um, or David, so um, so that's the the Green Machine Podcast Of course, it's in our link tree. And a little appeal: we are hoping to win the People's Choice Award in the Irish Podcast Awards. Uh, you can vote for us on any of our social media platforms. If you go onto our, our um, any of our pages, go into our link tree. The link to vote is in the link tree. So please do give us a vote. We are kind of the highest ranked independent podcast in Ireland at the moment. We don't do this on any budget and an award would be a nice little just reward maybe, Martin, you know, <laughs> yeah. as we battle it out with the likes of RT and Sky Sports and all those bits and pieces, the athletic and all that. So we, we'd really appreciate that. So best of luck to the girls of Green. We're going to leave it there for tonight. Thank you very much, Martin, and all the best and take care.